Larry and Jean with us. Um, seems like we've known each other forever and uh, has been many years. And, and I, I just so appreciate their ministry because, uh, uh, well, I, I think I identify with it, you know, because Larry and Jean, they um, made the commitment to go into full-time ministry later in their lives. They took many mission trips and so forth. Uh, but then uh, went down to Victory, went to school there, and, and have been all over the world since then. And uh, from right, right up north of here in Summers, Iowa. And uh, so anyway, I, we're going to have them come and share with you today, and I know that you're going to be blessed, and I'm not sure what they're going to share with us. I know they're going to share the vision and so forth. So uh, come and... Bring the word of God and share what's on your hearts. He's going to start first and I'll come and join him. Okay. You want, you want my hand? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, kind sir. You're welcome. Well, thank you, Pastor Dave. And, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be here, and uh, I know great things happen when you come to Abundant Life. Uh, the first time we were here, there was a man in a chair that didn't have any legs, and uh, I got slain in the spirit, and I was right underneath this man, and I seen these legs like they were ready to pop out, and uh, of course they didn't at that time, but I really believe that we're in the time period when legs are gonna grow on and yes. just miracles are gonna happen. It just, uh, God can't help himself. Uh, he's getting ready to come and he wants his glory to be seen throughout the earth. But, but thank you, Pastor Dave, for your support for so many years and Pastor Becky, uh, we appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts. And uh, you know, you can't get on the field if you don't have support. And uh, you've been so faithful for, faithful for so many years and uh, been behind us and you just never, you just, we can't explain from the bottom of our heart what's that, what that means to us. And uh, well, I'd like to start out with a couple stories, if that stories are okay. Uh, there was a man that was driving down the road and uh, he kind of dozed off, but he hit this other person head on and uh, it kind of left him in a, in a bad position. Uh, the other guy didn't get hurt at all for some reason. I believe the Lord was with him, but whatever. And anyway, uh, he was kind of paralyzed on his left side. He just uh, couldn't move his uh, left, left arm, couldn't move his left leg, couldn't hear out of his left ear. He couldn't, couldn't see out of his left eye. I mean, his left side was just a total mess. And, and he'd been doctoring and everything, but he, he decided that nothing was getting any better. He was going to go to a new doctor. So he went to this new doctor, and, and, uh, and he said, you know, everything's been on my left side, just isn't getting better, and I'm, I'm frustrated. Uh, what can you tell me? And the doctor looked at him, and he said, you know what? You know what? From now on, everything's going to be all right.
So no matter what you're going through, remember, everything's going to be all right. Wasn't that sick? <laughs> but I have a little scripture here I'd like to read, and it's in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. So a lot of times we don't know what we're going to be going through, but we know that uh, God is there and God's going to help us. Uh, I'd like to tell you another story. This one's a true story, though. It's not, it's not like that other one. Uh, but when we were in Albania, we'd uh, met a young man and his name was Sylvester, his name was not Sylvester Stallone. He looked like <coughs> Sylvester Stallone. I mean, he was rough and tough and he had scars to prove it. I mean, he, he was, looked like one mean dude, but inside he had a pretty tender heart. But uh, back in, before Albania opened up, people didn't even have clothes. They had one patch of clothes, clothing sort, sewed on another patch and that was their clothes. And a lot of people just had one set and they wouldn't leave the house and some of them had to stay back because they didn't even have clothes to wear. That's how poor it was. But Amber Hoja, being a communist ruler, had the people convinced that this was the light of Europe. Nobody lived any better than they did in Albania. But Luan, he didn't quite believe that. Luan was his name. So, uh, he rounded up some money and bought a ticket to get on a ship or on a boat to go over to Italy. So he worked hard, saved some money, so, and he went and bought, purchased this ticket. But, and it was to leave after dark because you wouldn't dare leave in the daytime because you might be arrested and shot or whatever they would do with you. So at night he went down there and, and uh, there was the, the small boat and when he got there, it was just full of people. There wasn't even many, he couldn't even, I mean, it was just packed. Everybody had bought a ticket, but, so he had his ticket bought and he pushed through the crowd and, and uh, couldn't get in the boat, but there was a ledge, about a six inch ledge that went all the way around the boat. So he was able to get out there, and he was able to shove his way through, uh, because he gave him the money and everything, and he was able to grab hold. So. In that night, they took off, and it was very calm. And they got clear over to the other side. They got over to uh, Italy. And uh, when they got there, the Coast Guard met them and says, no, you're not coming in. We're not going to allow you to come into Italy. So they had to sit there all day long, hang on, onto the edge, and so they could go back at night so they wouldn't be caught coming back into Albania. But on the way back, they left after dark, and, and, but a storm came up. And the waves began to roll and roar, and, and uh, people began to get sick. You can imagine how much of a mess that was. And, 
and, and the water would get on this ledge, so it was all he could do to, and his hands were wet and cold because he, but he just, just had to hang on. And he kept saying, if I can just hold on, if I can just hold on, I'll get back to Albania. There's gotta be something back there for me because the door was shut here. But as they went, it, he, he got tireder and tireder and, and the people inside the boat encouraged him, and the people that were on the outside of the boat, if you'll just hold on, if you'll just hold on, you're gonna make it. So they encouraged one another, with, hold on, hold on. So they uh, held on and, and uh, got back to Italy and or Albania, and uh, of course they all snuck in and went their way. But uh, a week later, or two weeks later, they had a crusade over in Albania. And this Luan, who looked like Sylvester Stallone, went and gave his life to the Lord and got saved. So sometimes when we go through things that we don't like to go through, there's a plan and there's a purpose for it. And, uh, but we just need to hold on. We just need to hold on. We're under pressure. But the, the word I'd like to really talk to you about this morning is that you have to hold on, you have to press through. Hold on and press through. I believe that's the word for today. There's so much confusion in the world and so many different things going on that we just have to hold on and press through. There's a, a story in the Bible, there's several stories, but there, there's uh, situations that we have to go through. And uh, sometimes we have to push through the crowd, like the woman that had the issue of blood. She uh, couldn't get to Jesus, but she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. I don't know how she got through, but she maybe crawled or pushed people aside but she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be all right. If I can just touch the hem of his garment. And that she did. But we have situations that we just have to press through. We also have circumstances. There was a, another story in the Bible where the man was a paralegic, didn't, uh, couldn't, couldn't move. And his four, friend, four friends picked him up put him down through the roof so that Jesus could touch him. You know, we need to encourage each other. We need to help each other. This is the day that we need each other more than we ever have. We need to help each other when sometimes people can't help themselves. So circumstances happen that we just need to hold on and help each other. We have limitations. There's another story in the Bible that is Zacchaeus, a very short man, but he said, I want to see, I hear, he heard that Jesus was coming by, so he, but he couldn't see him, couldn't get to him, so he went and climbed a tree. Jesus seen him up there and says, come on down, I want to come to your house. Glory to God. So we have limitations, but God wants us see us through and help us through our limitations. We have rejection. Oh my. We got to press through. Here's a story in uh, Acts 16, 16 starts with. 
And I, I'm just going to go ahead and read it, and then uh, or I'll stop in between. But uh, this is quite a story. It's about Paul and Silas being imprisoned. Now it happened as they went to pray that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of div divination met us, who brought her master much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that their hope for profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and drug them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which, do not, which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them in, in prison and commanded the jail keeper to keep them secure. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now, that's what I call rejection. <laughs> to get your clothes stripped off of you, to get beaten, and to be thrown in prison, and then have your feet shackled to the floor. Now, I, I call that rejection. But, God was there. Guess what they began to do? But at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. My, my. So when you're running through distress, under pressure, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes that's hard to do. But that's really the only way out. But when you do that, you can expect a miracle. Praising God through rough situations opens the door for miracles. It really does. It opens the door through miracles. But we have a choice. Here they were in the jail. The doors were flung open. And uh, they could have stayed there. Or they could have left. The doors were open. They could have disappeared. But they chose to stay there. Now we'll go on with the story. And the keeper of the prison awakened from sleep. Seeing the prisoners' doors were open. Suddenly the prison, prisoners supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do not harm yourself for we are here. Then he called for a light and ran in and fell down, stumbling before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and said, sir, what must we do to be saved? So they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately 
he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. You know, sometimes we can run away, or we can stay by the stuff. But usually when we stay by the stuff and go through some of these tough situations, God has a plan and a purpose for it. It's easy to say, oh God, come and heal me, come and touch me. That's what, that's what I want. I really do. Sometimes God says, you gotta go, you gotta stay by the stuff and you gotta go through this. So, because I wanna do something that you can't, that I can't do unless you go through this. So, sometimes we don't exactly know what we're gonna have to go through, but one thing we can do is hold on. And we can continue to believe. I still believe that God can heal. He has to be the healer no matter what we go through. No matter what we're going through, he has to do the healing. So remember that everything's going to be all right. Even though left is wrong, everything's going to be all right. And we have to just hold on and press through. So with that, Gene, would you come and... and uh, Glory to God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I too just want to thank you for allowing us to come again today. It's such a blessing to be here. Wow. Wow. Oh, we are always, the praise and worship was just so, mm -hmm. so good. Thank you again. Um, you know, talking about holding on when after. Um, in just a few minutes, we're going to show a video, and God has allowed us to expand to now Asia, Africa, North America, and the USA. And it's just the hand of God opening things up. And in our hearts, our motto of our ministry is find a need and fill it. But at the same time, come along other ministries, people, or churches, and just help enhance what they're doing so that we, we can... Uh, Build God's kingdom stronger. But you know, in the midst of things, like Larry has um, been talking about, sometimes we have to just hold on. So I just want to tell you about a couple of miracles as a mom and a grandma <laughs> before we show our, our video. You know, um, starting in April, our 41-year-old son, who has a ch two children, three and six, had a brain tumor the size of two inches. Uh, attached and surrounding um, his pituitary. He's gone through two surgeries now, and they weren't complete. So he is um, now faced with radiation. But you know, they, uh, they told him, Jared, we really want you to have this special kind of radiation. It's called proton radiation. But they said the insurance companies are always um, fighting us. They don't want to do it because it is super, super expensive. And so again, we went into prayer, and the doctors even felt so much that Jared needed this type of, of radiation that they said to him, if you'll meet your $5,000 deductible, we will find donors. So we wanna start this radiation now. He's completed one week, and just this Thursday, <laughs> the insurance company said, we will pay for it all. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And just one other little, little testimony. Our daughter lives over here at Carroll, Iowa, 
And you know, months ago, we, we uh, Pastor Dave set this Sunday for us to be here. And Angie suddenly needed surgery that will be tomorrow at, at Lake City. And her husband, after working 20 some years, 20 plus years at John Deere, just switched jobs and has only worked one week at a new job. And, and they go, oh, mom and dad, could you, could you possibly drive me to this? They say, I ha can't drive myself. I have to have a driver to come home. Hallelujah, God just works in the little things. Here we are, and tomorrow we can take Angie to Lake City. God is just so faithful, amen? Just so faithful in the little things. Well, next year we begin 25 years of full-time ministry. So we're very thankful, and those of you who knew how we started <laughs> as a um, farmer and a nurse from Iowa, we are just we just say thank you, Lord. So we're just going to show you this movie. Oh, do you want to say before, something first? Yeah, before okay. we go, that <laughs> I, I sense in my spirit that uh, mm -hmm. the Lord is wanting to do some miracles here this morning, and uh, I, I sense that there's somebody that has a, a, a leg problem. I believe it's in the left. It might be the left foot or the a muscle. Uh, is that is that you? Is there somebody here that has uh, problems with the left leg? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, if you want to just come forward, we're, we're going to have a, I believe, a prayer in general because the Lord's revealing several things to me. Uh, and uh, also there's a, 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 the word nerve keeps coming to me. Is uh, somebody having some problems with their nerves? Anybody? Anybody? No, don't be bashful. Just, just come, please, because God is, he's really wanting to do a work here this morning. He really is. And I sense that there's somebody that is not sleeping at night. Not sleeping. Just, just can't seem to get to sleep. Can't seem to get to sleep. Okay, okay. Glory to God. Shata, basata, shita, shata, shata. Eyes, watering of the eyes, uh, some problem with the eyes keeps coming to me. Glory to God. Uh, I sense that there's somebody that has a uh, uh, you just almost feel desperate financially. You just need a miracle in your finances. Ipahasete shatobasato shete shete shambakayato shato shete shiraranamasato shete. Glory to God. And I have to say, don't feel embarrassed. Larry and I have had to have financial miracles. We know what it's like. And God will meet every need. And sometimes he just wants us to just ask him. Mm -hmm. Glory, 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 glory. If you need healing in your body in any other area, just come. Just come. Just come. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just want you to get a vision of Jesus just coming down. Just coming down and touching you. Just see his hand just coming down over you. Just see his hand coming down over you. And just say, just tell God what your problem is or what you need. That's between you and God. Just tell God what you need. Yebaka sato, shato, 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 shato. I got two words for the church in that God is fixing and God is establishing. He's fixing and establishing. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're a God of grace, you're a God of mercy, and you see every one of these needs. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you're touching, that you're fixing, and you're establishing people's lives in your church. So, Father, we just thank you that you're moving right now by your spirit. Yes. That you're doing a work that only you can do. So thank you for touching. Thank you for healing right now. And I just pray that faith would arise. Because it's faith that pleases God. So thank you, Father, for what you're doing right now in these lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in peace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well. Hallelujah. Well, I think you'll enjoy the music that's with our video. It's for God so loved the world. So we'll um, go ahead and play that now.
God is a wonderful God. Amen. And we should we have to stand over yeah. here. Yeah. we can stand over here. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever with my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all generations. Hallelujah. Isn't that what it's all about passing the baton from generation to generation? Well, the next slide shows you um, our ministry in Detroit. Um, every year since we've moved over to the east side <laughs> i don't want to get my left and right mixed up don't do that <laughs> we have moved to the east side of canada because we have a full team operating in the west on the west side so we were doing different outreaches and carnivals and at the end of this particular carnival uh, in detroit we were auctioned off or not auctioned what do you call it raffled, raffled. off yeah. two bicycles one was blue and one was pink and it was supposed to be for like kids, you know, seven to 10 years old. So who wins the pink bicycle? This guy who's 13 years old. And oh goodness sakes, a hundred kids there and then he wins the bicycle. So Larry goes over to him afterwards and he says, you know, we just got these bikes at Walmart. We will be glad to take you to Walmart with this bike and exchange it for one that's more suitable for you. And he said, oh no, he said, this is perfect. All my life, I've wanted to give my little sister a birthday gift, and now I have it. 
Tomorrow is her birthday. <laughs> Hallelujah. The timing of God. Amen. Well, and, and we did another outreach with that same church, and guess who was there to help us pack bags? And this young man shows up and says, I want to help. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Well, we'll go to the next slide. And, and, and ju just before we do yeah. that, I'd like to just give you a little bit of history about uh, how tough it is in, in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we work with the church, and, and before church starts, they come up for prayer. And they come up, and they actually, maybe not actually fall on their knees, but it's, it's like they do. And they say, thank you, God, that nobody in my family was shot today. Thank you, God, that uh, we were able to come to church this morning. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God, none of my kids ended up in prison today or this week. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's how bad it is in Detroit. It's just, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's a disaster, but we just continue to pray for them. And, mm -hmm. But they, they have hope, they really do, even yes. in spite of how bad it is, mm -hmm. they have hope because the, they know Jesus. Amen, amen. Well, the next slide is gonna take you far north as the crow flies, um, straight north of Vancouver, BC. This was our seventh year to go to Bella Coola. And you know, um, we've all, some of us, <laughs> I know some of you younger ones don't do that anymore, but some of us our age grew up playing cowboys and Indians, you know? You shoot your little gun and you ride your little pretend horse and you shoot the Indian. When we went to Bella Coola, I thought, oh my goodness, I wish my parents had known a, a few Indian stories. We went to this village, and it's, um, it's a reservation, and they're called the Newark people. And how did they come to be Newarks? They formed, they formed this one tribe from 13 other tribes that were totally wiped out by the white man. And how did we do it? We took clothing of people who had smallpox and delivered it in different villages so that all of these people who were not used to any kind of diseases received smallpox. And they ended up out of 13 tribes, they had 10 people left. So they came together and they said, okay, we will start a new tribe called Newark. And they are the most forgiving people. I know we've told the stories before of, of fantastic forgiveness. Uh, and I won't take the time to do that this time, but hallelujah, God, God is in the, he forgives us and let us forgive others. And we were, uh, our team was there and this little girl just turned around and said, you know, we know you love us, <laughs> hallelujah. It takes time to build trust when people just don't have trust, especially of white faces, yeah. hallelujah. The next uh, frame you'll see, um, Thank you, Jesus, for saving us. And we were so thrilled. I, I know you guys just went on a missions trip, and I'm sure that everybody on your missions team were saved, right? Saved and probably filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, Wilgo has not always had that privilege. For six years, we have taken the same little guy on our missions trip to Bella Coola, and he never knew Jesus. This year we, we showed the movie, it's almost a two hour movie, and we expected, I don't know if you've worked with First Nations very much, but we expected maybe a lot of people would walk out because it's two hours. 
Nobody walked out, and neither did Rico. At the end, when we gave the salvation, he was the first to come up. Hallelujah. He's 13 years old. And such a huge change. Well, the very next morning, Lisa, who was um, leading that team for us, she said, Rico, I think it's good for you to give your testimony. So he stood up, and he was just about to start, and in comes a First Nation mom with three little boys. She said, we just, we just want to be with you no, more. We know that you're leaving today. Can we just be with you? And they said, sure. Rico's going to give his testimony. And so Rico stood up and shared about how, can I say, how bad he'd been. And honestly, if none of you parents would want to have a Rico. And he just repented before them and said, wow, you know, I feel so different. A burden's been taken off my shoulders. I'm, you know, you're 13, but a burden, it still comes off your shoulders. And he said, I'm just going to serve God. And so they just said, is there anybody else here that would like to receive the Lord? And these three little boys said, we would. And so you see Brian and Rico's behind him. You can't see him. They knelt and prayed with these three little boys. So just the faithfulness of God. Just sometimes you don't see the fruit. You know, it takes time, and you just keep walking, and God will, in his right time, bring them in, huh? Bring them in. And this young man that was... Uh they're uh, praying for these people. He led his mom and dad to the Lord. Yeah, Isn't Brian. that how, amazing how a little child can lead the way? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah. they're actually our Will Go coordinators over in uh, Vancouver area. So we're just really grateful for him and Amen. his dedication to the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, the next frame, is, you see Bethany playing. She's actually playing Amazing Grace. We went to this hospice. It's, a, it's the only hospice in Beijing, again, just this last May. And um, there are over 300 beds in this place. And we were walking around praying for different people. And we heard in perfect English, come over here, come over here. And we went over and we met this lady. And she was the secretary, it'd be like Michelle Obama's secretary. She was the secretary to the wife of the last emperor of China. And so she spoke perfect English. And we were just, it was just amazing. And so, Larry, you want, you can go, you want to say what you said or you want me to tell it? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So Larry said to her in English, of course, have you heard the name of Jesus? And she said, yes. Yes, I, I used to believe in Jesus. I think I still do, but I'm, I'm not sure. And so he went through the plan of salvation with her again, and, and she was just so thrilled. And Bethany, who carried her violin with her, with her everywhere she went, she said, I'm going to play you a song. And she started playing Amazing Grace. And this woman just joined right in like she'd, God just brought it back to her remembrance, and she sang right along with us. So we're so thankful that God would bring farmers from Iowa to help a lady die in peace. Hallelujah. Well, the next frame just shows just a couple of things from our trip. And that's Heidi. She's been with us for 20 years. And her husband, too. They're our directors in Beijing. And in the lower right-hand corner, we were had the privilege of taking our granddaughter Haley with us. And um, it's just amazing to see young people just move in the spirit. And the lady on the 
It'd be left, two. your left, I guess, my right. <clears throat> we had led her to the Lord 20 years ago, too. So she came running when she heard we were there, and it was just, just wonderful. And you talk about a life. This woman uh, has been there for 20 years, mm -hmm. and it's 24-7. Uh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. They never get away. That's what they do. They sleep with them, they feed them, eat with them. Mm -hmm. That's their home. And a lot of these people have left their family, left their husbands, so they can have enough money to... to Re to educate their children or right. to put food on the table. Amen. Amen. So, hallelujah, Jesus makes the difference <clears throat> in absolutely every place. Well, our next one is a changing China. You know, before we came this time, our will-go coordinators, Heidi and Guo, were visited by the police three times and interrogated. What had happened is one of the people on the fellowship, their ministry was highly interrogated, and this guy said, they kept pressing, where do you go to church? Where do you go to church? And finally, Chen Mu said, well, I go out to, you know, Heidi and Guaz. And, and immediately the police began to um, come and talk to them very severely. They said, you, you can't have over 40 people. You, you know, no foreign involvement. In China today, they have reinstated, I, I call it the household or the block watch. You have people who sit outside of, of a complex and they, and they check who's coming in, who's going out. And they had too many foreigners coming in. So it's, it's really a changing time. We did not, for the first time in 20 years, we did not hold church in our fellowship house. Instead, we went to a mountain where they pick cherries, they have chickens. <laughs> <laughs> and a coffee house that was about an hour and a half on the east side of Beijing. The next Sunday we went. Well, you, you can go to the next frame. The next Sunday we went to a we rented a whole building and held church on about an hour and a half out on the west side of Beijing. It's a changing time, and thank God that He gave us the vision to do health care because we can still get into the schools and tell them how to prevent the spread of germs and still be able to talk to them about the Lord. And thank God that our Will Go coordinators, he was an art teacher, so mm -hmm. uh, he's been painting. He has his whole, I mean, his house is just full of paintings. And uh, because of that, he can invite foreigners in. He, he told them, well, well, we're just inviting foreigners to come in and so we can sell them our paintings. So, mm -hmm. so they have a way out. And the, the other place also, he, he uh, develops different perfumes so mm -hmm. and has this coffee house so well we have a good excuse to go there and meet so mm -hmm. praise god for all these uh other things that we can be doing to make it possible to preach the gospel that's why we say we have to be wise as serpents but gentle as doves yes. right well the next frame shows uh, moves moves us to africa and we are just so thankful God raised up a very wonderful man. His name is John Adishon, and uh, we work closely with him. He was raised an orphan by widows. It's quite different in Africa, and I know many of you have probably been there too. But if there's a child wandering on the street, you don't like say, well, I wonder who the parents are, or I wonder where his relatives are. No, you take that child in. It's it's completely a completely different mindset. If there's a child in need, then even if I'm a widow, 
I can help this child. And so Pastor John Adajan was raised by widows in the village. And so he still has a heart for these widows and will go his quarterly feeding 60 widows, which amounts to about 200 children that they are watching. And uh, we were able to go to his village where he was born and raised. Mm -hmm. And on the way up there, there was uh, a man, or we came along and, and somebody out was out, uh, alongside the street and they just threw a, a log that had, or a piece of board that had nails in it. So, get, so we had to stop. And when they looked in, they seen the policeman. We had a policeman with us. And as soon as they seen that, they grabbed their log and, and, and they scattered. And, uh, and then on the way back, they, uh, we were stopped and they said, don't, don't come any further because the policemen up here are stopping people and they're robbing them. So uh, you better just wait. So uh, everybody gets out and prays and uh, we prayed for about, what, 45 minutes, and all of a sudden we just got a release and got back in the van the way we went. And so they said this is an everyday occurrence. So it, before these people go any place, they pray. I mean, they really do pray because mm -hmm. they just never know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. The policemen, uh, they said at that time, were not receiving any salaries. So they were responsible for their own salary. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh. We live in a wonderful country, amen? <laughs> but back to the feeding. Uh, uh, we feed the school kids every Friday so that they can have food to take home for their uh, family. So they bring some pretty good sized bowls, but we're just really grateful that we can do that. That keeps them in school, the, the feeding program does. So this has moved to Liberia. That's where we have the feeding programs. And um, you see the little guy up there, you know, we never know who's watching or listening. Larry, we were preaching, and he had just said, everybody, just close your eyes and just just invite Jesus into your heart or invite Jesus to do what you need. And one of our team members snapped this picture, and here's a little child receiving the Word of God. So that encourages us, encourages us to keep on keeping on. Hallelujah. Well, the next frame, I think, is just us, and... We just want to close with these scriptures. Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. So let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all. Well, God bless each one of you. And uh, if you don't remember anything else today, remember, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And be established. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. Becky. Amen. Of course, is your new venture a secret? No. So they've just uh, <clears throat> been invited to Cuba. They're going to be doing a, a pastor's conference down there and a, a women's conference and some children's ministry. So I think that's 
pretty exciting. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and we're going to receive an offering for Will Go Ministries. If you're writing out a check, uh, just write it out to Abundant Life and we'll make sure that we, uh, we get the check to them. We've had the privilege of monthly supporting their ministry for many years now. If you've been there for 25 years, I guess 25 years, you know. But uh, we believe in what they're doing, and we're just always so excited to hear the reports because they're always good reports and touching so many different areas. And so if anybody needs an envelope, just raise your hand. The ushers will get an envelope to you. My uh, first encounter with Larry was when uh, Pastor Dave Toyne was a part of us here, and then he started the church up in Fort Dodge, New Covenant, and Larry was one of his first elders, I believe, and so we got uh, pretty well acquainted through that period of time with some situations, we won't, which we won't go into today, will we? <laughs> well, maybe a little bit later we will, but not now. But uh, everybody have an envelope that needs one? That ushers, why don't you come forward and let's pray. You know, the Bible says that God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. In the context of that, Paul's speaking to the church in Philippi and saying, because you supplied my needs so that I could go and preach to others, my God will supply your needs. And so as we uh, give to ministries outside of ourselves, so that they can preach the gospel to others. God says that I'm gonna supply your needs because you've supplied, it, supplied theirs. So as we give today and supply the need in their life, God supplies the need in ours. And so Father, we thank you today for the opportunity that we have to give into this ministry. Father, I thank you for Larry and Jean and the impact that they've had upon nations of this world and upon individuals. And so, Lord, we thank you that they're blessed because they're following your plan and your purpose. And we thank you, Father, that we have the opportunity now to invest in this ministry. And, Father, we thank that it'll produce an increase in their lives, but it'll, increase, uh, it'll produce an increase in ours as well. And so, Father, we give in faith in Jesus' name, knowing that you're going to cause the increase, in, and we give you the praise. Let's go ahead and receive the offering. So, just an exciting testimony that I got this morning. Um, did we pray in church or did just you and I pray? We talked. Okay, well, we talked, prayed <laughs> um, for an individual that um, she was aware of that was needing a liver, and they said he was so far on the list that he had probably never come up and so on and so forth. Well, that would have been last Sunday. This week he uh, got a liver. And so sometimes we look at things and we think it's impossible, uh, but thank God we serve a God in whom all things are possible. Amen? And so we have the, the victory um, through Christ. I know he's been prayed for, but I want to pray for him again. Come up here. 
I want the elders to join me and other pastors. Other pastors too. I got a report that wasn't great, but we don't care about that because we're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by what we hear. We're moved only by what the Word of God says. And the Word of God declares that Ryan is healed and delivered in Jesus' name. You come up here and join us. Amen. Let her in here. We want. So, Father, hallelujah. I just love this guy. He's special. And his wife, the whole family is just a miracle of God. And the miracle doesn't stop there. It stops as this tumor. It's not to just simply shrink. It's to leave this body in the name of Jesus. He is the redeemed of the Lord. He is healed and delivered in Jesus' name. I curse it at the very root and he declare that by the stripes of Jesus he is healed, he is whole, he is complete. In Jesus' name he shall live a long life and fulfill the plans and the purposes of God in his life. In Jesus' name. No weapon that's been formed against him shall prosper for the greater one lives within him and all darkness is driven out. In Jesus' name. And so we thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You're the redeemed of the Lord. Okay, I'm done. Go. Somebody else read this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, goodbye.